Hey everyone, welcome back to the Money Clock. This is where it's almost like a game show if you've seen our other episodes. You know, we want to see if someone can make it to that 10 minute mark or they get smacked. But you know, I'm giving my interviewees 10 minutes max to bring some value on money. If you haven't heard already, that's what we're about here. We're about giving value on money. So in the hot seat today is my guest, Albie. Say hello, Albie. Everybody. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, the way this is going to work, LB, just so you know, uh, you may not have read the instructions probably, but I'm sure you did. You have 10 minutes to bring the value for our listeners, and it's all about money. Your time starts now. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm LB Kenyafranca. I am an accredited financial counselor, Canada, and I am a money coach. And my mission is to help you cultivate a safe and joyful relationship with your money. So today I want to talk about money management. It is the foundation of personal finance. It is, if you can't get that first base piece right, then all of the parts above it uh, have a harder time coming through. And what I want to talk about is why budgets don't work. There, are, There's a portion of the population, you know, those who speak spreadsheet and they just love to check boxes and make things balance. And for those folks, budgets are a, a blessing. They love the, to do them every month. For the rest of us, however, they have a couple of things that are wrong. The first thing is that they're very restrictive. The focus is around contraction and less and smaller and restrict. And for those who don't normally budget, a lot of us sort of have blinders on and we go out into the world with this sort of avoidant approach to our money. And we're sort of just hoping that everything works out. Now, if we go straight into a personal finance world and we get given a budget often what happens is our pendulum swings from avoidant all the way over to really anxious we start to get kind of compulsive we start to start to feel um bad about our money we start to look at all of the places we've screwed up and we just it's it's not a great feeling and it can cause a lot of anxiety and stress even depression the other thing that is a real fault for budgets, traditional budgets, are that they're really tedious. It's a lot of work to keep up with them. There's a lot of matching and checking and, and when you're in a family especially, not only is it, what did I spend? What did you spend? What did we spend on the kids? That sort of thing. Um, and it can really burn people out. Lots of people just can't keep with it for long enough. So. What I do is a little bit different approach and it's rooted in cash flow and compassion. And so the first thing that I want everybody to do is to get connected to their values. The first thing you would do is write down what do you really value? You know, we talk about values a lot, but a lot of us don't actually have a list, a true list of these are the things I value as an individual, as a couple, as a family, what do we value? And what do we want our money to do for us? Ask yourself, what do we want our money to do for us in the next six months, 12 months, three years, 20 years? Figure out first, what are our goals? Have a couple of those in mind when you go to change the way you approach your money. The next thing is you're gonna create a spending plan and I'm gonna to get to that in just one second. And the last thing I want you to do is have more than one bank account. I want you to separate your money so that you're not having an operational account where you spend to go for pizza and it puts your security at risk. So the first thing is let's build a spending plan together and a spending plan 
already has more of an open um, feeling. There's a little bit uh, more emphasis on, first of all, spending, on joy, on putting money out and the understanding that in order for money to come in, it must also go out. There's this currency, right? And so the first pillar of a spending plan is security. This is the uh, roof over your head, house, utilities, fuel, insurance, your bare bones, the things you need to spend on every month that are fairly repetitive, they're fairly predictable. Next, we'll go over to the next pillar, which is gratitude. And a lot of people push back on me on this one a little bit, because when I'm talking about gratitude, I'm talking about debt. I'm talking about these outstanding balances that we have for these blessings that we have already received. Um, and a lot of times the approach to debt is to get mad, is to be like, attack it. But often that's not a sustainable thing. And again, people burn out and we go through these cycles of debt where we go really hard and then we say, screw it. And then we go back into debt. And it's just this up and down thing. And so I want you to approach your debt with gratitude, with compassion for yourself and your past self. I want you to be grateful every time you sit in your vehicle that you may be financed and you're just be so glad that you have this vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. Maybe it gets you to where you work. Maybe it gets you to visit family, to have gratitude every time that you make payments on the things that add value in your life. Not to overemphasize accumulating debt, but in the process of eliminating your debt, we can have gratitude. The next pillar is joy and joy is two parts. There is joy for now, the things that you like to do, the things that you like to spend money on, um, the things that give you a little zing, and then the joy for yourself in the future, the future versions of you, the retirement versions of you, the traveling versions of you, the kids' um, sports programs because you really value it version of you. Those are the pieces that we wanna make sure that are taken care of and that are not forgotten in the bigger picture of how you use your money. So now you might notice there's a little bit of a spectrum here that on the first side where there's security is we often have the less emotional uh, items, the things that you don't really get an extra zing from. So when I talk about security, there's one item that I don't include in that category and that is food. Often we think, okay, bare bones, food, shelter, you know, all the things but food is a highly emotional purchase. So I keep that one over in joy because food can be eating out, food can be a coffee drive through food can be grocery store. And oftentimes we have these like mega stores where uh, food stores have also beauty supplies and all the things that we can add to our cart that give us an emotional zing. Food is also the thing that we go to for comfort um, because it's, it's highly emotional. So I want you to think about there's the non-emotional purchases, the sort of, it feels emotional, but I don't really get a zing out of putting more toward it. And then the stuff that really lights you up. And we need to have space for all of those things in a spending plan. And that's how you're gonna get sustainability. Now, when I talk about separating your money, I definitely want you to have a joy account separate, the joy for now, separated from security, separated from your gratitude, so that we can use automation to take some of these things off your plate. Because if you go back to budgeting and we think about how tedious it is to maintain your uh, budget and to track every line item, 
it just, it's an overwhelming sense. So if we can look at all of those line items and start to group them in these three categories, it can be less about tracking your spending and more about guilt-free spending in this category, knowing that all of your other goals and all of the other things that keep you safe are on track. So if I can recommend anything to you today, my recommendation would be in terms of money management is to create separation. If you're not a person who loves a spreadsheet, create physical separation of your money so that when you look at your money, there's a visual um, representation. You can see I have a travel account with money in it. You can see I have uh, my retirement fund is, is on its way. And then, then once you get a handle of that, that's when you take it to the next level and you start to make a more comprehensive plan. But until you master money management in a way that is sustainable for you, um, I want you to just hit pause on the on going too hard or too high or too fast, but really focus on, again, what are my values? What do I want my money to do for me? And how am I gonna create a sustainable plan that treats myself with respect and compassion? Did I make it? Oh, good job. No, you still had a couple minutes to go, so you did awesome. <laughs> but you, you hit some great stuff, you know? You you kind of tweak the budgeting part because you know what? I'm someone who doesn't care for the budgeting myself, you know? <laughs> Having a list and going over it and this and that, and then it becomes too tedious that you just like, where's that book again? You know, you'll lose it. <laughs> and you end up robbing one category to fund another category. And it's just this game of balancing, which is a waste of your energy if it's not your thing. Absolutely. And I like how you brought in the spiritual and the gratitude, being mm. grateful for what you've received that the debt has given you. Boom. That's massive. That's massive. That's like, you know, I understand gratitude, but I've never seen it tweaked in that fashion. I think that's very powerful. And if someone, you know, when they take that on, it's going to change everything. They're already saying thankful. You know, it's manifested. They, that, that debt has manifested their life. Now you can either look at the anchor that's holding you that you created from instant gratification or just take that gratitude and allow more to come back. And that, you know, you're already taking care of it because honestly, if someone's with you, they're already in that phase of gratitude and they're already dealing with that debt. So mm -hmm. you got two, two together right there. But uh, no, no, you brought up some amazing stuff. And then the network of banks, like that's impressive. That's really impressive. I think, uh, you know, I, I really find the value in that because if you have it all in one pot, absolutely, you're going to keep digging. Then you're not going to know where it is. You have to look at the budget book. Well, the budget book saying that I, I, I don't need to pay, but yet now I'm minus a hundred in my account and I'm getting overdrafts, you know, and when you start giving the bank even more money, you got a problem, right? You, you never, you never worked four hours to give it to the bank that month, did you? You know, that's a question that you need to ask yourself, but absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, where can people find you, LB? I hang out a lot on Instagram at lbelbie.coaching. Um, I have a website, lbcoaching.com. Um, but yeah, Instagram is probably the best place to get a hold of me. Uh, I, I'm happy to answer DMs and questions. And uh, I'm taking on clients this fall for one-to-one -one coaching where I help you build a plan. I do it for you and then help you learn how to adapt it into the future. So you can find me over there. Awesome. Make sure you go find her. And LB got in the clock. She did it. 
She never got smacked, as they say. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Yelby. I appreciate you being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Guys, I'm so happy you got to watch that amazing guest on the Money Clock Podcast. My name is Robert Timmons, and I want to tell you something today. You're here because you want to know a little bit more about the money frequency. You want to know how to get more, how to give more, how to provide more service so you can get that flow coming into you. Well, I want to tell you something. We're expanding. We're looking for people that are living in the USA, mission-driven, love challenges, love competitions, and that want to earn more money and helping families while doing it. Yes, we teach families how money works. We deal with financial literacy because that's the key, guys. We want to teach you how to do it so we can help families together. So if you want to learn more, then hit the link below. Set up a 30-minute meeting with me, and we can see if you're a fit for a massive expansion across the USA, Canada, and Puerto Rico.